Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary Day 179. It's now been five years, eight months, and 25 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. We're having some high winds and wildfires again in California. So far, Mark and I are not in danger, but not the best of times to be up the mountain. So I'm back at Descanso Gardens for some beauty, reflection, and the chance to stop and smell the pumpkins. I always enjoy the autumn display, so today's recording session in the garden is a big bonus for me. But be warned, there's a lot of workers in the place, a lot of extra people, because they're getting ready for their big holiday spectacular, putting lights all over the place and pumpkins all over the place. But whatever, because we've learned, you and I, to not be perfectionists. So, here we go. Lately, I've been thinking about what food is. Ask a dozen people and you might get a dozen different answers. We've all heard, food is fuel kind of clinically correct at a macro level, food is made up of molecules of nutrition that sustains us and gives us energy. In fact, one dictionary definition that I looked up is, any nutritious substance that people or animals eat or drink or that plants absorb in order to maintain life and growth. So that could be a supplemental tablet we ingest or a 12-course feast. What we consider good food also varies by culture, personal ethics, goals, and food point of view. At different times in my life, food has been my friend, my frenemy, my obsession, my detective story to unravel, my muscle building blocks, my excuse, my love. I've eaten in strict restraint and in unbelievably unlimited amounts and every method in between. I've given up and embraced macronutrients like fats and carbs. I've depended on simple shakes and juices and cooked my sensible portions for the week. Grabbed junk foods on the go, avoided foods at party, ate and drank like a god with no thoughts of tomorrow. At its core, food is one of the things we need to live. It is actually pretty important, like water, air, love. We really need all of these to thrive. And since food is such an important part of life, I've been thinking about how I treat it and the eating of it. Careless? Reverence? I don't know. Sometimes I think I've been taking my old pal food for granted. Because no matter how I slice it, get it like sliced bread, no matter how I slice it, I've always deep down kind of blamed food for the situation that my body's in. Like the food somehow jumped up like the robot aliens and forced its way down my gullet and onto my thighs and hips. That food somehow magically transform me from a svelte and fit and flexible individual into kind of a lumpy bumpy couch potato. But as you know, I've been all sorts of different physical shapes and sizes in my lifetime, my long so far lifetime on earth. I've been everything from a normal baby size to a really fit, fitnessy type person to extremely bigger than I am right now to my own comfortable grandmotherly type shape. Even though I'm not a grandmother and just a cat mama, I am definitely one of your huggable grandmother types. And it wasn't food really that did all that. And whatever type of food that I was eating, 
or not eating. It started with growing in the ground somehow, because even if you're eating meat, the meat had to eat something, and that's usually grass or grain or something, right? So food begins with energy, the energy of our sun, you know, with water, the nutrients that are in the soil. And of course, that's why you put fertilizer in your soil when you're growing your organic vegetables or things like this, because the food needs food. <laughs> Everything needs nutrients to thrive. So I really got to thinking about that, like the journey of life of what we eat starts across the universe from the stars, from our sun that shines its warmth down into the dirt of our earth and things sprout and then either through rain or irrigation they grow till finally they're harvested and somebody somehow either kneads it, mixes it, bakes it, shapes it, takes it to a store or to a farmer's market, or we pluck it from our own homegrown plant, like our beautiful tomatoes that Mark and I have right now. But somebody has transported that bit of nutrition somehow through a short or long chain of handoffs until it arrives on our dinner plate and on our fork or in our fingers or into our mouths to be chewed or unconsciously ignored while we're watching movies or television or trying to forget that at this very moment we are throwing handfuls of binge items down our throat. And thinking about this mystical universe of food chain of life journey has really been helping me lately with my mindfulness when it comes to eating and appreciating who I am and how did I get here and what made me, what am I made of? We're made of breath and starshine and all kinds of things. And if you're making a sandwich and it's on your plate and it took all of these wonderful parts and people to make this sandwich, to bring these components together, to be there for you, to become part of your being while you're alive. I don't want to ignore that. I like to look at my sandwich and think for a moment, you know, like some people say blessings or thank God or thank the universe or whatever you might believe. Whatever you believe, just try it. Take a moment and think of what caused this food to be here now in your hand or on this plate. Not just who cooked the dinner tonight, but who planted it? Who transported it? Who made it? Who sold it to you? All these people with all their lives and all the energy that went into Allowing this particular sandwich to be in this particular spot. Ready for your body to welcome it in. To make use of this nutrition and this energy to help you read to your kids or go for a walk or think up a wonderful poem or pay your taxes. Or all of the wonderful gifts of moments that we have while we're living here. Isn't that awesome? I don't know about you BCs, but when I think about my food this way, whether it's a Cheeto or whether it's the most magnificent tomato that Mark brings in from our garden, 
it makes me want to slow down and appreciate it and to understand what I'm actually eating. And that's helped me to appreciate all the parts of my life just a little bit better. How about you? I'd love to hear if you took a moment to think about your next meal and how did that impact you? Anyway, give a call to the Bravery Hotline, leave a comment on day 179, or send me an email, Lori at CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Last show, I asked you BCs to get in touch, and I'm thrilled that we heard from some longtime as well as some new BC friends. First up, the very first BC, my friend BC Cheryl, pops in via comment on day 178. Oh my gosh, I got a notification from you in my email. First time in ages. I'm so glad to see that you're still tracking. After almost three years of struggling with myasthenia gravis, or myasthenia, <laughs> myasthenia gravis, sorry Cheryl, I should have looked up how to pronounce that. But anyway, she says, I finally feel like I'm getting my life back. I'll have to tune in again. I replied, Squee! Hey there, girlfriend. I'm so happy to see you poke your head in. I'm glad to hear you're feeling better. Autoimmune issues can cause such a toll. And I've been doing this show about once a month for the last couple of years while I continue to study voice acting and have adventures. Still fluffy and fine with that. Laughing out loud. I just booked and did my first professional role and am so excited about that. Can't say more than it is a video game until it comes out. But I can't believe that I accomplished this after I turned 60. So I hope it inspires BCs to keep on believing whatever their dreams may be. I hope you've been able to keep up with your writing for solace and fun these last few years and that your family is doing well, XOXO. To which Cheryl responded, OMG, a video game. Can't wait to hear all about it. Yes, I write off and on. I have one finished manuscript, 90,000 pages, called Glencara's Bane, and another about halfway finished. Made all the newbie mistakes with GB. I need to find someone to help me edit it. I've had a hard time reading or blogging while I was on a high dose of prednisone, but things are getting better. And since the 1st of January, I've dropped 60 pounds with no diet. We weren't sure what was going on. I had the Rocky Mountain Quick Step for months. Had every test in the book, including swallowing a pill cam. Felt like an actor on Fantastic Voyage. We just recently figured out what it was. It was long-term side effects from the diabetes medication metformin. There were eight symptoms, and I had them all. Had to deal with that on our 47th anniversary cruise to Hawaii. What a pain. How's the hubs, by the way? Well, Cheryl, that goes to show that effortless weight loss isn't always what we want to see. I'm sorry you had to deal with that on your Hawaiian cruise, but I hope you two had a wonderful time. Mark is doing well, adjusting to the trials and tribulations of getting older, but active and enjoying planning a fun cruise for us sometime in the future. We also heard from BC North from Northern Illinois, who comments, Love your photo you posted on this episode, Zen Garden. Your hair is so long and pretty, and you look so happy. Thanks for everything you do. God bless. I answered, Oh, thank you so much. This was taken soon after I had a, quote, Brazilian blowout, unquote, done on my hair to tame it a bit for my headshot session next week. Besides the fun of having an actual do, 
It is amazing how all of these new adventures are adding to my confidence. We sometimes tell ourselves so many negative reasons why we can't pursue or accomplish things that it feels fantastic to say, let's go for it. For me, daring to put myself out for on-camera hijinks is a big step. So thanks again for letting me know that you like this look. It will help me feel all the better on camera day. XOXO. BC Dave wrote via email to share his thoughts after our last show. He writes, Just finished listening to 178. To all the BCs, those of you only listening, please know that you are welcome and safe here. We would love to share your burden and be there for you. A shoulder to cry on, a cheer when you succeed, a hand when you begin to tire or slip. Share if you want. Listen if you want. Know we care and love you. To Sue in the UK, congrats on your daughter's wedding. I hope it was everything she wished for. Louise, it was great to hear from you. I am still fighting and slaying my dragons. V, welcome to the BCs. Well, my life is full of some exciting highs and some low lows. As I previously mentioned, I had the epidural spinal steroid shots in August, just before vacation. It was the most painful experience I have ever had. I can't imagine how bad birth and labor must hurt for women to be willing to get an epidural. The upside is the pain only lasted 5 to 10 minutes. However, the downside is that it did no real good. The pain and weakness came back. I started doing DTP yoga, and BCs all provide the inspiring link that Dave gives us on today's show notes. Anyway, Dave continues. It has helped my flexibility, but has not relieved the pain. Then, the company I work for sent me to Hamburg, Germany, on the corporate jet. I ended up having lots of free time. I learned two big things on this trip. One, I am okay being alone. Not lonely, but on my own. Two, I can do hard slash painful things. I spent hours walking, limping, around Hamburg. It was possible because of the strong meds and my attitude. I chose to push through the pain. I even met the members of the Hamburg Disc Golf Club. Last Monday, I had another set of shots in a slightly different location. Not as painful as last time. This time, the pain relief was almost instantaneous. But the pain only lasted a day and a half. Thursday night, I almost ended up in the hospital. I made it to work on Saturday. The options at this point is a final round of shots and then surgery. Since I can't control the stenosis, I will focus on the things I can control. Mostly, the amount of exercise I can get, pushing through the pain again, and the quality and quantity of what I put in my body. I am also attempting to add meditation in my life as a way to deal with the emotional drag caused by the pain. Prior to my last set of shots, I attempted to use meditation to calm myself before the procedure, and I believe that is why it did not hurt quite as much this time. I will work to do it more on a daily basis. Well, Dave, I want to thank you for taking the time to encourage us even when you are in the midst of such a physical challenge yourself. I'm glad to hear that you're trying meditation on a regular basis as I believe that this does wonders for our spirit and our bodies. You know, know too that Mark and I are sending you all our love and healing thoughts and I bet thousands of other BCs, whether they say so or not, are sending the same to you too. New BC Joy had a comment conversation with me on day 178. Joy writes, 
I always love listening to you. I can relate to so much of what you feel and talk about. I am in my 40s and do feel like I don't have enough energy, but I heard you loud and clear. Love your hair, too. I said, Ah, hello, Joy. Thanks for the support, and I'm very glad my story resonates with you. Energy is so tricky. Kind of like a money budget. I find I have it, but not for doing as much at one time as I used to. So part of my daily thoughts are about what is important to me today. Also trying to eat a bit more on point to give me more energy. My beloved chips are for sure energy thieves, though I'll still eat them if I'm really hungry for them. And I'm being much more consistent in my sleep habits and saying no when an event, no matter how fun, will be too much for other events in my week. So I support you in using your awesome 40s energy on some awesome adventures right now. Thanks too for the compliment on my hair. For this week, I had just gotten a Brazilian blowout to tame my mane in preparation for getting some headshots for rebranding my voice acting website and for submitting for on-camera commercial work. I wasn't too sure about the whole thing since I'm naturally more of a low-maintenance type of gal. But my hairstylist John convinced me and it's been a great thing to make my hair easier to put into any style. So I might do it again some months from now. Thanks again for stopping by. I so love to read comments from the BC's XOXO. To which Joy replied, Chips are my downfall too. Good luck on getting the parts you want, and I just heard the previous episode as well. Congratulations on the voice acting gig. Another new BC, Carol M., posted on the Compulsive Overeating Diary Facebook page, I just found your podcast last week. Thanking God every day, and I'm so grateful. I'm going in order, and I'm on episode 24, and you are describing my life and food issues. I'm so happy to have so many more episodes to look forward to. Thank you so much, a fellow hiker and biker. I commented back, Ah, oh, Carol, thank you so much for posting. It's grand to meet another hiker biker who can relate to us. Welcome, XOXOXO. So, BCs, as you can hear, I really got my wish to catch up with you. I also got some more wishes, which I wrote about in my latest blog post called My Unexpected Life as a Plus Size Senior Model, and please help with YouTube. I'll post the link on today's show notes, which is day 179, and if you visit that blog post, you'll see some of my commercial headshots. Here's part of what I wrote there. I'm on the bravery report. Long story short, I took an on-camera class for auditioning for commercials. My reason? Besides being scared witless of seeing full-body video and wanting to prove to myself that new experiences are probably not that life-threatening, a respected voice acting coach said it would be great to improve my commercial voiceover. So my friend and I took the plunge. Class was a blast, and I found out I really enjoyed myself. And once I got over the shock of how much I look like my mom, how did I ever age so much from my mind's eye? I didn't really mind the camera's rendition of my plus-size senior self. Most of my classmates were young, size negative two, and super desirable, ethnically ambiguous, or California blondes. And I stood out in that crowd. But on reflection, I realized that in casting, standing out in the crowd is not such a bad thing. I'm willing to be my age and size on camera. What the heck? As part of class, the teacher, who is an experienced commercial actor and who works often with casting directors and our classmates, offer up your natural commercial types, things you might book by your looks. And of course, I got sensual vixen. Okay, not really. But here are some of those types. 
And BCs, here's where if you go check out the blog, you'll see the photos of my actual headshots, and they're pretty cool. And after that, I give you the list of what it takes for moi, Lori, to be a natural beauty. And after my list, then I beg on bended knees. I mean, I politely ask you to please check out my YouTube channel for voice acting and to subscribe. And I'll also put that link in today's show notes. I only need 34 more of you to subscribe to be able to get a custom URL that will make sense to say out loud or to send to companies in my marketing. So if you are on YouTube, you can also just search for Lori Weaver Voice, as there are several folks named Lori Weaver on YouTube. Who knew? But it's been an extraordinary journey thus far, and I'm very, 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 very happy with my 60s right now. So to follow that theme, today's dance moment is a snappy clap your hands, move your body piece of musical joy called mud pie. So take a moment to dance or snap or sway your upper body if you're seated and let the music bring back some carefree memories and feed your heart with all of that great universal emotion and energy that we take to thrive. So until next time, take care and enjoy that freshly baked mud pie because I really, 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 really starshine care.